What's up, everybody? Welcome to Parents Under the Stairs. This is a very special episode. We got guests with us this time. First of all, my co-host. I'm Presley. Yeah. And uh, then we got Crazy 8 and Lady 8. You guys want to introduce yourselves real quick? Uh, I'm Crazy 8. Uh, part of Horror Crunk Entertainment. Hellbound Disciples. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Having a good day so far. <laughs> um, Lady 8 or Aaron is totally fine. <laughs> I like Lady 8. Yeah, let's go Lady 8. It's got like a, it's, it's got a Kill Bill vibe to it. And we're huge Kill Bill fans over at this house. So, Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool, guys. Uh, so we'll get into the topic. Uh, the episode idea is something that we all kind of came up with together, but I think it's something that's very dear to our significant others. Right, Sean? <laughs> right. Yep. Because uh, both of you guys are indigenous. Yeah, y'all married indigenous women. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Lucky us, though, right? <laughs> so, right. yeah, this episode is going to be dedicated to indigenous film and TV. And we're going to be getting into genres a little bit more than just horror. I think a lot of the stuff kind of borders on horror, cult movies and stuff. But um, because the genre itself is so small and underrepresented, if we were just to do horror, it would be a pretty short episode. So we're going to get into everything that we can and everything that we want, like that we know of. And because there's still a lot more on the horizon to explore, because I think there's a lot more filmmakers nowadays being represented in the indigenous community uh and there's like stuff coming out and stuff that just came out that we're going to be talking about we might end up having a part two of this so if there's stuff that you didn't hear write it in the comments and maybe we'll talk about it in the second one so let's get into it guys first we're going to go into some horror films um you want to start presley uh Oof, sure notes. there we go <laughs> um okay the first one is blood quantum 2019 directed by jeff barnaby did you guys see that one yeah we saw we saw about half of it oh, we're, we were trying to finish it up before <laughs> that on. yeah so, podcasting's hard you gotta cram i know it it's uh i got i can't lie it took me a long time to want to watch it because i saw it and ian's like oh hey that looks pretty cool and i was like it's just gonna be another like whitewashed version like I'm not into it. It's going to let me down, and I don't want that. And then I watched it. I actually took the time and watched it, and it was one of my, like, favorite movies I've seen in the last few years. Yeah, Aaron, what did you think of what you saw so far? It did have a slow start. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, but what did you think of, like, the setting and, like, the acting and stuff like that? I think they kind of nailed, like, kind of a good post-apocalyptic in, like, a small zone. They definitely did. Yeah. What about you, uh, Crazy Eight? Did you? What did you think of Blood Quantum? What you saw so far? There's some good fucking kill scenes in there. Oh yeah. To start with. Oh. Uh, yeah. As far as far as the setting, like it was kind of kind of corny at first, but then it, when it got into it, it yeah, it gets good. It was just getting good. So. Oh my god! It gets so. It gets so sad, and it's just, it's an interesting take on zombie movies, like, Uh only a certain race doesn't get infected, and I think that's, like, my favorite thing, besides all the, 
I grew up on an Indian reservation in Montana, so, like, you know, I've been told, like, we have accents and stuff, so when I hear a Native person talking, like, I know they're Native, if that makes sense, but that was my favorite part of the movie. I'm like, yep, this is great. And Jeff Barnaby, the director, he's he's been representing Indigenous people in his films. I actually don't have a list of his movies in front of me, but there was a, a couple that he's made before this. They were, like, indie films, but... I guess they're pretty, like, just like this movie, they have really heavy subject matter. They really, like, kind of hit you hard because when you guys finish uh, Blood Quantum, let us know what you think because it, it, like, kicks you in the balls pretty hard. It does. It knocks the wind out of you for sure. He said that, like, he doesn't know if a lot of, like, non-Indigenous people would understand it, but he said that's okay. They don't have to because it's not really for them. Like, it's like a love letter to, you know, First Nations people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So speaking of, uh, I don't know, you mentioned balls. I, I got to the point where she fucking did his dick off. So. Oh, my spoiler. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. So, <laughs> where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of that, Aaron? <laughs> that, I should have seen that coming. I mean, just from the comedy of some of these scenes. Yeah. Should have seen that coming. He kind of fucking deserved it for pointing that gun at that pregnant girl. Oh, <laughs> dude. He deserved it a lot. And that's one thing I liked about Blood Quantum is it's it wasn't trying to make you love every single character. It was a lot like a George Romero film, like the Dawn of the Dead movie or Day of the Dead, where everyone's kind of stuck in these claustrophobic areas. like, And, you know, people start getting at each other's throats. And like, and if you remember, uh, dude that got his dick bit off, roofied the chick. Rufy the chick like right before that happened too so he totally deserved it yeah he's like crushing up a bunch of pills yeah and he, he crushed like, up put some it pills and put it in her beer so he was like oh shit i didn't even yeah. i didn't even catch that yeah yeah and then he uh and like not to like spoil too hard but like yeah he gets someone else from that uh from that compound like another native person to help him like defect against everybody and a, another girl so like yeah, a couple of, like, the characters that you're kind of, like, rooting for, at, like, in the beginning of the movie, characters that are actually kind of funny become actually really fucking evil, and, like, they're doing whatever he's saying. It's pretty cool. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that's kind of realistic, because, you know, I mean, humans are just fucking evil, you know? Yeah. yeah so, in that right. kind of setting, I mean, I imagine a lot of us would be completely different people. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they were getting really mad because they were, like, they kept letting people in, and they were like, what the fuck? Like, this was supposed to be our safe place. Why are you bringing people here? Mm -hmm. So I think the fact that the brother had married, like, a white woman, you know, kind of really, I don't know, hit him where it hurt, I guess, because I've gotten some flack for marrying a white man, and, like... Sorry about that. That exists. No, fuck them. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Aaron, it have does. you ever gotten any flack for that? No, they yeah. absolutely love him and wanted him adopted into a tribe so we could be like Nick's official. Aww. <laughs> How could you not? He's so fucking cute. <laughs> um Awesome. Yeah. So I think, yeah, we don't want to spoil too much about Blood Quantum for you guys or the audience, but this movie is a Shudder exclusive. It came out on Shudder. So if you haven't gotten your free, uh, one week of shutter yet do that just for blood quantum and their other exclusives are pretty good if not it's worth just the five bucks to get shutter just to see that movie alone like it's really fucking good one thing to say if you don't have shutter i i highly recommend it because all those exclusives 
are that I've seen so far are, are pretty good. Yeah, and we're, we're going to get into another one in a second here, and that's uh, Mohawk from 2017. Uh, Mohawk, something that also came out on Shudder a few years ago, and I didn't watch it until like a week ago because of this episode, and I'm really fucking glad I got to check it out. Sean, you got to check it out too. Aaron, did you see it? Mohawk? I did. You did? What did you think? It starts out really cheesy mm-hmm. and you already like don't want to like it, but it has a really great story. I loved it. Yeah. The storytelling was complex. Like it, it wasn't just a straightforward story. There were a lot of twists, turns and arcs for the characters. Um, what was the name of the, of the lead actress? Lead actor, as you're supposed to say nowadays. I don't know. She has such an. an <laughs> she, like, her name is native as fuck. Her name I is don't really fucking it. native. Uh, it's Kanmiahito. Con- I don't know. Horn. Exactly. Her last name. <laughs> yes, her yeah. last name's Horn. Mrs. Horn. <laughs> uh, yeah, and she's great. She's. I think. I think she's gonna. I think she might end up getting typecasted a lot as the badass, like lead female which is what she's good at but i could totally see her like in you know in one of those revenge movies taking out like a hundred dudes or something you know but uh definitely yeah but she's great in this one she pretty much she takes out like a whole army and uh i'm trying to remember what exact war was happening at this time sean you knew a little bit of history on this yeah it was during the revolutionary war Mm uh i think it was 19 18. 18. Yeah. Revolutionary War. Yeah. Whoa. So that's extremely close to Prey, which is the next movie we're going to be talking about. Or pretty close. But um, so it's uh, it's basically just about a um, the Mohawk tribe is kind of stuck in between uh, the politics of the British and the Americans on who they're going to be. Um, rival or not rivals with but who they're going to be allianced with and um one uh the lead character's brother not brother boyfriend (laughs) i thought they were brother and sister at first until they kissed and i was like (laughs) and then also like because i don't know if you guys picked up on it but it's like they're having like a threesome relationship sort of which was very okay yeah yeah so like once i realized that i would realize they weren't brother and sister anymore and like i think i might have actually looked it up but Anyway, uh, yeah, her, her, uh, his name was, um, I'm trying to remember his name, but yeah, her, her boyfriend, uh, he, he was part of the Mohawk tribe goes off and, and murders like seven British dudes or seven American dudes. And they're, they will do anything they can to capture the rest of the Mohawk tribe and slaughter them. And so the rest of the movie is them trying to get to like a safe area, which is like a missionary church, which is up river. And, um, they're just being chased by Americans and it's pretty terrifying because like you can honestly look at it and then like, look at today, like lynch mobs and shit like that. And it was like really like, I don't know to me, it reflected on that a lot. Just like how scary it is to be a person of color being like chased down by like fucking mob of maniacs. But, uh, once they got to that church, dude, it was fucking brutal. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um. Anything else you guys want to say about that one? I mean, the effects were done by a previous guest of the network, uh, Marcus Cook and his wife, Jesse Seitz, and they are very talented. They worked on the guinea pig films, the American guinea pig films. 
Uh, they did Jacob's Wife, which is actually on Shutter Such too. A good movie. Which, if you guys haven't seen that, it's a really cool twist on the vampire film. Um, actually, no, it's on Amazon. I think Amazon. Uh, or it's Shutter. on Shutter now. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Jacob's Wife is really good. Um, but yeah, the the gore effects in Mohawk were all done by them, and they actually also did the makeup effects as well. They actually got st- stuck doing everything, so I thought they did a fantastic right. job. I don't know if it was it wasn't her brother, right? So they were in like a three. Yeah, it was a threesome three relationship. Type relationship thing, because yeah. when like a part in the movie where they're like partying. Yeah, so yeah. the white dude is not there, and they're like face to face. I think they kissed, but yeah. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, they kissed on like, the lips. What's going on? Yeah, they they <laughs> kissed on the lips. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a part where like. Uh, her mother, Oak's mother, the main lead character's name is Oak, uh, tells tells her something about sleeping with both of them at the same time, or how they both keep you warm at night, or something like that. So th- they just kind of like insinuate at it, but yeah, I don't know. Different times, you know. And he was a Frenchman, so you know who knows what go- was going on over well, France. Yeah, at the time. she's <laughs> like, I'm pregnant, and he's like, Is it mine? Like he knows. Yeah, but that guy was <laughs> that guy was pretty cool too. Like. How he was kind of just like he's he was doing whatever he could to fight for his Mohawk family. Like he was totally like he you know he was down for them for whatever he was down to die for them. And yeah, he was a, he ended up being a badass. Yeah, and like I was gonna say that that other native guy, like his paint was fucking tight. Yeah, yeah, the the half like, black face. Like, I guess I, I don't want to call him that, yeah. but. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all the makeup was great, and so that was uh, Marcus and Jesse also did all like the the face makeup stuff too. They like did everything on there. So, I I think that that movie, yeah, it starts off. You, you notice that the camera work is a little bit low budget. You notice that like it's not lit that much. It's all natural lighting from the sun and stuff because it's in the woods. So it kind of looks like a backyard, like backwoods. Some people making a movie in the backwoods. Then it kind of just opens up into this big thing with this big story with good effects, good acting. And like by the end of the movie, like it's totally like holds up to a Hollywood film, I would say. But it it yeah. ends up badass. Yeah, that revenge. Yeah. And I was waiting for that. The choreography was good too. There's some good fights. Yeah. I didn't watch it. Yeah. I have to confess. Yeah, watch it. <laughs> no. But I think now maybe maybe you might check it out yeah yeah i will yeah i just i don't know i just wasn't in the mood to watch a movie so i let him i let him watch it i've seen everything else we're talking about it's like (laughs) like you guys have found out it's tough to cram for a podcast when you're like okay you got a week here are the movies to watch and don't forget you have a job and children and you have to eat three meals a day and go to bed at a reasonable time (laughs) so yeah anyway speaking of good choreography and fights let's get into prey 2022 this is like yeah. totally the predator in the room if you want to call it like this is like <laughs> this is the big movie of the year i would say oh uh, yeah i um, agree and not only is it the big movie of the year but it's a huge movie for indigenous people i would say would you guys say so fun fact the lead yeah. is enrolled on my tri- on my reds like she's a tribal member yeah. of the same tribe as me that's, That's right. so cool. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold yeah. on a second. So, what was that? What was that one movie? Magnificent Eight or no, no, no. Ridiculous Seven. Uh, 
No. No. Because <laughs> that's like, I heard that one's not too great for, for, for the native people. The Adam Sandler one? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Or that no, was... It had uh, Denzel Washington in it. It's like Magnificent Seven. Oh, or Magnificent, Magnificent Seven. Like, it's like a remake of the old Western. Yeah. yeah. He's so the, from my tribe. Yeah, so the oh, native oh. guy in there, yeah, he's from her tribe. Oh, yeah. nice. And what's your tribe again? Slinget. What is it? Slinget. Okay. How do you spell that? T-L-I-N-G-I-T. Oh, okay. See, I thought you said K. Uh, there was a K, but no, it's a T. Cool. And that's, um, <laughs> and you're from Alaskan tribe, right? Yes. Awesome. And like, where around Alaska is that? I'm from Juneau, but I also grew in Southeast Alaska. Oh, okay. Cool. Isn't it like, is that where it's like dark all year? Not all year. So where I'm at, like the further up you go, you're not going to get any light in the winter. Okay. But it's reversed in the summer where it's going to be light all the time. Oh, I mean, it was like maybe four hours of dark during the summer, but then it'd be reversed in the winter where you maybe get three or four hours of light. Oh, fuck that, dude. See, I would go you've crazy. You've seen 30 Days of Night. <laughs> I have seen 30 Days of Night. I actually have to admit, I'm not a fan of that movie. I fucking I, love that I, movie. Every time I watch that movie, I like lose it loses my attention. I don't know why. I, don't, I get bored. But I want to like it. I've watched it like 10 times trying to like it. I can't like it. Maybe I'll like the sequel. I don't know. But anyway, let's get into Prey. 2022, directed by Dan Trachtenberg. What did you guys think? Okay. Uh, let me try to remember like key moments of the movie, but I know it was badass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. that's a good way of putting it for sure. I think it was a kind of like it was slow a little bit too at first, like kind of just laying down the tracks. But then once like it got actiony, it got like actiony. It was like insane. Yeah, I personally okay. like the slow moments better than the action moments. To be honest, I thought it really built a really good like setting and it really i don't because like i said i don't think native people get enough representation and especially like like really authentic and this one this felt a lot more authentic so i was really immersed like in the setting and like the time it was uh 1709 right was that one of the movies i think it was in the 1700s yeah so i was just like really interested in like how how what they're eating and like the medicinal herbs they were using and like what they were hunting and like also the like also the the french trappers that were kind of like surrounding their camp and stuff like so there's just so much going on that i was like really into and i heard a lot of people say the beginning was a little boring but i honestly i was hooked like as soon as like it sh- go to the camp as soon as it showed the camp i was like damn this is so awesome i think it it, it was it was good at building suspense it was like captivating. A, yeah, yeah, it was good at building suspense. So I had to think for a moment, like, yeah, now I remember. So, like, yeah, her her uh, gathering that orange stuff. Mm. No, yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, the flower and stuff. Which yeah. she ends up saving, like, the, the, tran- the French translator who was, like, that dude was a goofball, but she's, like, ended up saving yeah. him so she can, like, <laughs> trade him for a gun, and she, like, learned how to use a gun, which was, like... <laughs> kind of crazy that the end of it like hinged on her like learning how to use a gun and predator technology and shit and like adapting to different technologies and shit basically like <laughs> evolving to like a technological like i don't know it's crazy how she because imagine like when they first see the predator lasers go on them like what they would think 
at that time. Like that's yeah. They just look at him. They're like, oh, what the fuck? Like it yeah, must yeah. look like a sunbeam or something. But like they don't that. How would that register to you? I don't know. It's just there's so yeah, there's, much shit that just made my brain turn and like just want more. There's like nothing else that they can compare it to, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, they were brutal <laughs> kills too. Yeah, the gore. Oh, really br- <laughs> I think my favorite one was the bear, probably. Yeah, the bear yeah. kill was sick. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. And I don't know, man. I can't even like when she makes that axe with a rope on it. Which is just like at first kind of seems like they even make a joke about how it kind of seems like you need a rope on your axe or whatever. But when you see her <laughs> using it, like she's like teaches herself like a new martial arts style. Basically, it's like go go Yabara yeah. from uh, Kill Bill again. There's so many memes from that movie too. <laughs> yeah, it's getting memed like crazy. <laughs> so good. Yeah, at first it kind of gave me Revenant vibes. Oh, Have Re- you guys seen that? Movie? Oh, Revenant. I, I've seen parts yeah. of it, yeah. Yeah, that movie's long. It's long, but yeah, no, it, I get that. The setting and everything, yeah. 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 And with the fur trappers and stuff. Yeah. And the, yeah. Yeah. I really love movies that, that take place in the woods and when, when people get lost or whatever and they have to like find a way to like live as long as possible. It's, it's a lot of fun with those kinds of movies. So it, it's also awesome in Mohawk, you know, when they get fucking lost the the americans get lost because they can't guide through the forest and like the natives have no problem at all and they're like taking off their uniforms and like sweating and shit so i love it um yeah the, the kills and prey are just amazing um it's i think it's the goriest predator film i'd say it's the most action-packed predator predator film by far like once you get past the first part it's just non-stop action um yeah anything else on that one uh i liked his costume yeah the predator looked great he had like the skull he was wearing like it was dope he was more slim like tall and slim it it kind of confused me at first i thought i was like is that a helmet or is that yeah like him you know yeah like if it was like a bone exoskeleton kind of thing like i don't know And then she knocked it off, and then I was like, oh, okay, it's a helmet. Yeah. yeah. Definitely recommend Prey for anyone, though. Um, uh, where, wherever is it? Amazon, right? Amazon. Is, Hulu. Is Hulu. Hulu exclusive. Hulu. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hulu's kind of baller lately, too, I'd say. Like, I don't know. Some of these uh, companies, they're putting out some good shit. I don't want to give too much credit. but uh, Keeping up with the Kardashians? Hell, yeah. On, on Hulu? On Hulu, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> I know what I'm doing after this. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, Smoke Signals next. We're going into some comedy. Uh, this is a classic. 1998, directed by Chris Iyer. Um, I saw this when I was really, really young. I think I probably saw it when it came out on VHS in like 99 or something like that. So, When did you guys see this one? Uh, when's the last time we saw it? Uh, do you remember? <laughs> I don't know. When was the first time? When was the last time? A couple weeks ago, probably. I mean, we we watch it pretty pretty religiously. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's to- it's a total comfort movie for sure, but it's got some really sad, like heart ripping stuff in it too. And it, that's kind of a common theme with a lot of these movies is like the theme of loss and whether that's losing someone to death or anything else like someone 
moving or going away from you. And it's like, yeah, there's a lot of sad shit in, in these movies. Like every single one we mentioned has some sad shit. I think so. Yeah. But well, I think that's important to talk about because the native culture. There's a lot of devastating. A lot of tragedy. Yeah, there's so much sad stuff that occurs that doesn't get talked about and gets swept under the rug a lot. So, mm-hmm. I think a lot of like the things we've talked about, it's like pretty accurate. Yeah. Like in Smoke Signals, you know, his dad. And his mom were drinking a lot. Someone yeah. died in a friggin' house fire, you know? like Yeah, because they're just all partying and yeah. they all fell asleep and shit. Like, I don't know. I just feel like you've told me so many stories like that from, from your res. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. It's super sad. And, like, I don't know. Every time you talk to your relatives, it's like you're catching up. But you're usually catching up on, like, who I was like, oh, yeah, someone now. died. Like, yeah. it's not funny by any means. But, like, it's so, like... It's like almost ironic, I guess. Like it's ironic how every week you have someone new to talk about. Yeah. 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 And then like also like car accidents and drinking and stuff are really big on your res too. And that's something that happens in this movie. And like, did that kind of give you flashbacks like that scene when they Um, get in the car accident? Like I was thinking a lot about like, I don't know, some stuff that I, that you've told me. Yeah. But the thing is that car accident scene, it's reversed where it's the rich white guy that was drinking and driving. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And then Victor's like, I've never had a drop of alcohol in my life. That was badass. Yeah. Yeah. He goes in the sheriff's station. We were framed. He said, (laughs) (laughs) we we were framed. So what's your guys' favorite Thomas moment? Oh my God. We oh heard my. it in the wind. <laughs> we heard it in the wind. Plus, your mom was just in here crying. <laughs> Probably that one. There's so many. But I can, I could, uh, I could say that whole movie. Like we've seen it so many times. That's awesome. So I actually saw it when it first came out on VHS, and it was huge with our family. And actually, two of them got to go to the movie theater when it first came in. And they swear they were the only two natives there because any time like humor came up that were relatable, they were laughing so loud that everyone was looking at them strange. Like they just don't get it. Yeah. Yep. I've definitely had to explain some native humor to Ian. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's crazy because when I watch stuff like like smoke signals even, like because the first time I watched it I was probably like eleven or twelve. And then now I watch it uh, after meeting her and hearing so many stories and hearing native slang and just knowing kind of how things are. Um, it's a whole different movie. <laughs> it's like it all kind of makes sense now, you know. But, um, yeah, it's, gr- it's great. And do you guys watch it on VHS, DVD? <laughs> I feel like the best way to watch that would be, <laughs> on, would be on VHS because it's just like that's how I have the memories of Smoke Signals. It's like a VHS tape. I think we watched it at school a lot because I was born and raised on the res so like we'd have like days where we wouldn't do shit and the teacher's like you guys want to watch smoke signals like fuck yeah we do <laughs> and I'm pretty I... sure ours is in the safe yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's the most prized possession in this house smoke signals our next one that we're going to talk about is a TV show so yeah, Reservation Dogs, also people call it Res Dogs. It's a huge show. Advertising is everywhere now, which is awesome. Seeing a movie or a show like this, which actually feels a lot like a movie because it's like, I don't know, it's got a very cinematic, like artistic 
feel to it. I feel it. I don't know if you guys agree with me, but it's just really well shot and mm-hmm. good music and like good lighting. And it just doesn't feel like your average TV show, but it's funny, but I think it tips more on the drama side. Would you guys say it's more drama or comedy? I think more drama with, uh, with like just jabs, comedy jabs. Yeah. Jams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first episode I felt was really comedic. And then it just starts, it just kind of gets more and more serious as the series goes on, you know? Yeah. It kind of shows like the, the res is a nice place to visit, but if you stay, it gets pretty fucking sad. <laughs> like, like, cause at first they're like, they rob that chip truck and they like, remember they like drive it to the junkyard and like they get like free chips and stuff and like everyone's kind of having a good party and stuff but then it goes more into suicide loss addiction and stuff like that kind of some of the themes that we've touched on and uh yeah that show like really hits hard for sure for sure for sure i like the humor there's always just subtle little things and they're always like skoden studis and then (laughs) in the most recent episode or like one of the more recent ones um have you guys ever watched that video where um, he's like, oh, you just fucking missing her or what? Cause and, <laughs> yeah. and then she like pulls out that eyeliner and looks at him and she's like, just fucking missing her. <laughs> it's so good. It's just shit like that. I love it. And then the she, owl. She's my favorite character. Oh yeah. She's <laughs> amazing. Which one gonna... is that? Willie Jack? Willie Jack. Yeah. 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 She just had to tell me her name. Cause I never caught it. I think I was just like, couldn't believe her name was actually Willie Jack, but yeah, that's just he's a crazy like Lily, Lily Jack, Lily, Lily. Yeah, I thought Lily. it was. I could not figure it out, but yeah, she's hilarious. I think she's a great character, and I think I'd like to see her in more stuff for sure. I think everybody Lily. else in that shows in some other stuff, like um, Bear. I've seen in some. Uh, what was the sh- the Beans? The... Yeah, have you guys heard of the movie Beans? Mm-mm. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's like a Canadian-based movie. It's on the Mohawk Res, I believe, and it's a drama about this like fourteen-year-old girl, like native girl, lives on the res and whatnot. But she's really smart, and she's trying to get a scholarship to go to the school. But then um, it takes place in the '90s, and it's um, kind of during where um, someone's trying to build a golf course on like the like sacred burial grounds. So. There's a huge war going on with that. And then there's her kind of like not wanting to, you know, stray too far from home. So she like meets a friend and it's actually Willie Jack. She plays this like Mm. really hardened res girl. And then Bear is her brother in that. And it kind of shows her wanting to be like friends with them. And, you know, you can tell she still wants to go to school and stuff, but she wants to like belong with these people, you know, like her people. And it's yeah. it's a drama and it's so good. Shit, let's watch it. Well, I'll watch it again. What was it called? It's, beans. It's called Beans. What year is that from? Beans. You know? Beans. No, no, no. Like, beans, right? Like baked beans. Like baked beans. Yeah. Oh, beans. <laughs> yeah, that's her nickname. Her name is like indigenous as fuck and no one can say it. So she's like, but you can call me Beans. <laughs> oh, I watched yeah. part of that movie. Yeah, that yeah. one's like 28, 2019, I yeah, think. It's, it's really pretty, recent. Pretty recent, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good Okay, I want to watch the whole one of that and see how. Oh, that, how it it's it's sad, but it's so good. Uh, I don't know if I need this. another sad movie though. It's, after watching it all this, it ends nicely. It ends nicely. There's a happy ending. Okay. I promise. All right. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah, and I was I, just about to say. Oh, go ahead. 
I, I was just about to say, I, I wish there was more stuff with her in it like, yeah. in the future. You know? mm-hmm. God, yeah. she plays like a fucking shit kid in that movie. And Beans, I'm, like, she's kind <laughs> of unlikable at first because she's so mean. But she just reminds me of like every native girl that's ever bullied me when I was young. Yeah. <laughs> fucking shit ass, huh? Yeah, a little shit ass. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that's common language around our house. <laughs> Shit ass. Shit ass. <laughs> yeah. ass. Um, yeah. Oh, I think another um, TV show worth mentioning is Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Have you guys seen Yellowstone? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. All the way up to the fourth season or something? Yeah. There's, yeah, fourth seasons now. Um, it's so weird to me because that takes place on an, like, kind of by an Indian reservation and a little bit off. And, like, I. I do like the native representation, but I don't like that that one chick is not native and she's like one of the main characters. Oh, Kelsey Chow. Yeah. Well, she goes by Kelsey Asbill or something. (laughs) But yeah, she changed her last name and she says she's like Cherokee and the Cherokee tribe like denounced her. Oh. Yeah, they're like, she's not enrolled she never has been she never will be it was like brutal shit but like adam beach called her out and then it's kind of been a big thing so i'm kind of wondering if yellowstone is kind of like gonna i don't know if they'll like get rid of her but they kind of hinted at something i think she's such a big character in that show though i know but then the season the last season finale ends with her husband saying like oh, I had a vision and I saw the end of us because, you know, he goes on that fucking vision quest up in the hills and shit. I wasn't a fan of Yellowstone, personally. I don't know why. What? Something about it, I just couldn't... I it's first couple episodes were good. I think it was just, yeah, it was just too much fucking, like, I don't know, rich white people It's shit, just redneck mafia. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's all it is. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, Letterkenny... Is it another one to bring up? Mm-hmm. Did we bring that up already? No. Okay, that one's pretty Not cool. Idea. Like, there's a good indigenous like click in there that pops up. Uh, I would say every episode, pretty frequently. Yeah, pretty episode. And they're like, they definitely dig into the humor of like, uh, is that where does that take place? Is it? It's not Saskatchewan, is it? No, it's somewhere in Canada. Somewhere, yeah. Yeah, it's somewhere by Quebec. Yeah. yeah. On the, yeah, it's like on the super east coast east, of Canada. Yeah, yeah. Really the town east. is called Letterkenny. I think I'd have to say that's fictional, but I could be wrong. Yeah. But yeah, that, yeah, show, sure. that show is like, I don't know, some of the puns, man, they make me feel stupid. Like, They're like so I'm like, what, am I, what am I watching? <laughs> but like, it's hilarious. Um, and then what, so Shorzy is the new show. Shorzy, yeah, like and then there's show. like two main native chicks, like right off the bat, like, I think he's playing for a native team. I could be wrong, but there's, I really appreciate the indigenous representation because it's so like in your face. And they also have little, like mm, little subtle hints, like the humor and stuff. Like Tannis calls herself auntie and like the anti memes (laughs) are really big too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot of good inside humor on there. Um, And, and then you make me feel like I'm part of it, which is great. You are. I adopted you. So let's get into Wind River 2017. Uh, This one's a full-on drama mystery thriller uh, directed by Taylor Sheridan. Uh, You guys got a chance to see it, I'm pretty sure, right? Wind River? Yeah. What did you guys think about it? 
I like it. It's definitely one of my favorites that I'll watch. Um, do you watch it for the first time today? Oh, yeah. What did you think? So, so I, I think I've seen it before, and all I remembered was the really bad scene, like her getting raped and stuff. I remembered yeah. that scene. That part's fucked up. Dude. So all the other stuff was new to me. And so it was really, really good. And that scene just pissed me off. I wanted to punch my TV screen. Yeah. And it, it was really good. It was a good, really good, like, re- representation on on, um, on reality, really. And a lot of indigenous women are, are missing. And there's not a de- uh, demographic, whatever, for it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like no one keeps track of it. And like, you know, when they were doing the autopsy on her and like the guy was like, well, clearly she was murdered, but I can't write that because she died from, you know, um, her lungs being frozen. Yeah. And that's a big thing too. Like it's a lot of people don't really like talk about it, but a lot of the missing and murdered, like indigenous people's cases are like people kind of rewrite the fucking history they say like oh well this person died of natural causes and it's like a 16 year old doesn't fucking die of natural causes or they'll say it's like a, a drug suicide overdose, but really yeah. that person was like shot up with heroin and rape and there's and like foul like play yeah, it's pretty fucked up and that's pretty yeah. much like i don't know i mean the, the she gets away from them um so the movie's about a girl that is in a relationship with someone I don't want to say who she's in a relationship with because it is a mystery and doesn't give it away until the very end, which kind of hinges on this rape scene that we're talking about. Um, that's why we're talking about it so much because that's basically where the whole movie changes where you're like, Oh fuck, that's what's going on. But yeah, so this girl is found dead in the middle of the snow. It's like two miles out from anything. She like ran five, two or five miles in the snow barefoot um six miles miles. yeah yeah and tribal police uh can't do too much about it and won't do too much about it uh they bring in the fbi who's played by elizabeth olsen elizabeth olsen and uh she's and uh she's just a fish out of water she doesn't even she's dressed like she's supposed she's in florida and she's in the middle of montana in the winter wyoming Uh, wyoming sorry and uh, so she enlists uh, a local hunter, Jeremy Renner, who's tracking a family of lion cubs uh, in the area. And she's like, instead of tracking those cubs, why don't you help me track some real monsters? And he becomes one of the biggest badasses in the world. <laughs> yeah, and he becomes really invested because he, he was married to a Native woman and his daughter had passed away like the year prior. Mm-hmm. So he really, there's like, you know, it's personal for him. Very much so. So yeah, this movie is very brutal. Not, I mean, I wouldn't say it's for, I would say it's, it's rated R and it's got some blood, some some disturbing rape scene and stuff like that. But I would recommend it to anyone that can handle that. It's a must see. Uh, I think even if people can't handle it, they need to watch it because it's important subject it's matter. Reality. Yeah, it yeah. is the reality. Like it, the, that that scene is so short. Like you could pretty much close your eyes and that's over. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Besides that, like, yeah, the movie's really good. Really good. And I like. I would even recommend it to horror fans because it's a horrific movie. Honestly, like, 
Like, it's not a yeah. horror movie. It's a mystery thriller. But, like, it goes places that are real. There is revenge in it. Yeah, it's definitely a revenge flick. And if you consider it so the revenge category horror, then yes. It is and partly flick. reality because that shit happens all the time. Like, rapes happen all the time. Yep. Missing women all the time. Like, it's pretty fucked. Yeah, true you life You go down horror. the rabbit hole. When you reach our age, it's like true life horror is a lot scarier than any monster or fictionalized serial killer. Like, true life horror is, to me, what gets me down to my heart most. That's why I like fucked up movies. Yeah, for sure. It's a nice break from reality. Hell yeah. Yeah. When they merge with reality, it's even even better. Yes. (laughs) I agree. I think that's what I liked about that film, though. It touched on a lot of reality, like... Even if it wasn't obvious, like when they did send in that new rookie FBI, they kind of were like blowing off the situation. Like it really wasn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. it happens all the time. Because it does. Yeah. They thought they could. I mean, the tribal police and were basically trying to see if they could kind of slip it under the rug with the FBI chick. And she's like, nah. No, we're going to figure this out. So. Yeah, and she got so pissed when she's like, so you're not going to write that she was murdered? Mm-hmm. And that guy's like, I literally can't do that. I like, I don't know. I, It's one of those movies where, like, the the antagonist done something so bad that you're actually rooting for the FBI. You know they did something bad. Yeah. Because <laughs> usually yeah. I'm not rooting for yeah. the cops. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck the police all the fucking way. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so in the beginning, so it was based on, it was based on real events. Oh, really? Yeah. So, and they only had a story to tell because of that FBI agent, really, I give all the credit to that FBI agent because she stepped up and she refused to leave it alone. And there wouldn't have been a story unless she, you know, it would have just been another statistic damn man i want to look into the real story on that and see like i don't know see how they framed it around that because like some deep some dark shit but it's sad because it happens all the time all around this country all around the world so fuck sad way to end the episode unless you guys have anything else to talk about uh any other movies uh, uh, another one we're gonna mention huh revenant Oh yeah, so there's a new, there's a movie on on Shutter. I think it's a Shutter original. It's called The Edge of the Knife, and it's a uh, it's it's a Haida film, and so it's closer to where she's from. Um, it's in, in Alaska. all in Haida. Yeah, and so, so it's it's all in Haida. Haida language is that Alaskan native? Yeah, yeah, Alaskan oh, okay. native. Cool. Yeah, so it's. By like the Clinton Haida Council or the Haida Council Council, but yeah, yeah. like it's a like it was actually done by them. Oh, cool! It was really good. Hmm. Yeah, that's badass. I'll have to check that out. Edge of the Knife. Um, There's a lot of movies that like, especially horror films that like touch (laughs) on like Native American culture, but like it's questionable on how uh, reliable it is. Like, for example. well, there's the one go-to would be Chief Woodenhead from Creepshow 2, which is terrible because the dude's like obviously painted his fucking face and is wearing a wig and shit. Oh, but yeah, yeah. then there's like the Prophecy, which is like that like mutated bear movie, 
where there's like the activists and stuff. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. But anyway, and then, and then there's another prophecy movie with Christopher Walken, which you you watched with us. That, that had, was ridiculous. Had a lot of weird like Native American <laughs> spiritual. <Christopher Walken. laughs> and uh, <Yeah>. Poltergeist two. <laughs> Poltergeist 2 had a lot of like Native American shamanism and stuff in it too. It's just like, I just didn't really feel yeah. like bringing those up because like, I don't know. It's always seems kind of questionable how authentic it is, but the ones we brought up tonight, I feel like pretty authentic when it comes down to it. Pretty solid representation. Like I'm not mad at it. And usually I am not okay. Walking away from movies that like yeah. portray natives. Yeah. No one painted their face for this one. So that's, <sighs> that's good. No one wore any. I don't yeah. know. So yeah, cool. Uh, before we close it out, do you guys have anything left to say? Uh, definitely listen to fucking Crazy Eight Snapcase on Horror Crunk Music. Like he's does beats for uh, our network. So you probably heard them. Um, yeah, anything to plug on your side, Sean? Uh, keep an eye out for Shane Poppenwolf's new album coming out. Uh, uh, the Great Lakes Butcher. Uh, keep an eye out for our album, Hellbound Disciples, coming out soon, within the next month or so. Uh, we're Hellbound Disciples and Bloodshot, we're doing a show in Houston coming up on October 29th. So with Team Trash and with a bunch of other badass artists. So uh, check that out we have uh tickets on sale too so anybody in the houston area watching hit hit us up for tickets oh yeah man sounds good and thank you so much lady eight aaron for coming on uh on the show on the network it was really nice to have you as a guest our very first parents under the stairs guest yay so uh thank you thanks so much um definitely everybody listening subscribe to us on youtube uh, follow us. We're on the Quality Violent Cinema Network for podcasting. If you listen to podcasts, um, yeah, all that shit. Thanks so much for watching. <laughs>